this week on the Bathcast. I'm gonna let them know that Bathcast is back on the scene. I'm gonna let them know Bathcast is my name. And fucking up motherfuckers is my game. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bathcast. Hey, Bathcast. Episode 260. Wow. Nintendo. All right. Numbers. Things. <laughs> Yeah! Yeah, numbers! Woo! Woo! 260! Woo! Been waiting for this one. Hotcast! Oh. Woo! So, uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every February is yeah. we go ahead and we do ourselves a special theme month. Our favorite of the year. Black Exploitation History Month. Hell yes. Hooray. Time is upon us to officially begin. Hooray! Oh, this do. is what we do with this month and every other month. The best month. We, we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Mm-hmm. We come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. All right! Robot jocks. And the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as some douchebags after Twilight. Hockey-ass jive turkey. Yeah. Yeah, rat stew (laughs) something. Rat soup. Yeah, rat soup. Um, Rat soup eating insecure honky motherfucker. Right. There you go. Hi. So, if you, if you didn't guess, perhaps, we watched 1975's Dolomite. 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 Let's yeah. get a story a, of a mineral. Foreign film. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get a plot summary for this fantastic motion picture out of the way. Sprung from the slammer to help the FBI take down the corrupt cops and fellow gangsters who framed them, Dolomite and his stable of strumpets turned kung fu killers <laughs> soon lay waste to the scoundrels. Can you dig it, baby? Did you just say strumpet? <laughs> I don't think we've ever wow. said strumpet on say the podcast. Strumpet? I didn't write these words. That's what's the best. I've never actually met a human that physically said strumpets. I said strumpets turn kung fu killers. <laughs> wow. And scoundrels in the same sentence. Strumpets. A Was female like- prostitute or promiscuous woman for our less learned uh, listeners out there. Huh. I just, was I just this love that, like, by, like, a 1960s English no, professor. I think, like, what some 20s producer was like, this will be the milk came, and I was like, may I perhaps write the plot summary for Dolomite for you? <laughs> Look at those strumpets. Strumpets turn kung fu Strumpets. Oh, it's a bunch of strumpets. <laughs> strumpets. Oh, that's so oh, good. That's, man. I was waiting to read that. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. Anyway. A strumpet sounds like. Some kind of strudel, rare foot disease yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, I, mean, oh, I got the, strumpet. The strumpet <laughs> got a bad case of the strumpets. Turned kung strumpets. fu killers. I got to stay home tonight. Strumpet action up. I got to go to the doctor. I got a strumpet on my back. <laughs> I got to have it lanced. I got to get two dolomite shots right in the neck to get rid of the strumpet. <laughs> <laughs> cure your strumpet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've been walking so good since I got the strumpet. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I see why you picked. But that one, that yes, plot sure, yes, yes. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, so Dolomite, uh, <laughs> the Bathgas own Rudy Ray Moore returns. And his... our, our favorite part of the monkey hustle. <laughs> yeah, which is strange considering Gaffikado was in that. I, you guys are remembering that wrong. Are we? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, Gaffit and the kid was our favorite part. Oh, that's yes. true. Yeah. <laughs> Not Rudy. Yeah, Ray Rudy Moore. Ray Moore was just stumbling through that thing, being Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Kind of like he does in Dolomite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, no. we'll find out. Yeah, we're about to find out <laughs> this episode. The yep. cast is about to find out. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah, so uh, Dolomite, I mean, Rudy Ray Moore's biggest movie 
you know, title character, or whatever. Sure. Uh, it's this is it. This is the big one <laughs> for Rudy Raymore. That is. It sure is. The pinnacle. We just swung right yeah. into it. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, yeah. So as the plot summary said, um, the movie opens. He's in jail, having been framed for. Uh, Basically, like, they, they, well, he's in jail, and they're like, hey, Dolomite, go see the war. And he's like, tell that motherfucker I don't want to see him. And this is our first of many, 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 many motherfuckers in this movie. Yep. Not tiny both motherfuckers. Both said and seen. Yes. <laughs> multitudes of motherfuckers. Um, so he goes to the warden, and the warden's like, hey, I got a deal for you, because you know how long you're in here. And then it's like, kind of like, it doesn't, like, the first time it doesn't bother with the like flashback thing. It's just yeah. like, cut to some time before when he was uh, framed by crooked cops for having stolen furs and <laughs> drugs in the trunk of his car, uh, which he said, they aren't the, they aren't his. They cuffed him, and then they were like, see, boys, we framed him. Ha, ha, ha. And then cut back to the present. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, some other bit where there's a flashback, and they do do the, like, mm-hmm. a little bit. Because, like, oh. Uh, yeah, well, this is, like, Queen, Queen B. B. Queen B is in the yeah. room with the warden, you basically pleading for his, his his case. Because the warden's like, hey, you remember Queen B, don't you? And cut to Queen B, and it just turns into Wayne's world. And she's like, your cousin got shot, and here's how it happened. <laughs> and he just kind of gets up, and, and, and best Rudy Ray Moore is like, damn it. Kill them all. Is he? Well, I mean, in his best Rudy Ray Moore, just okay. like, you know, he just kind of stands up and gets angry and determined. Yeah, I, like, I'd this say. is the most reserved that Rudy Ray Moore is, yeah. is in the opening scenes, because he's just it there's a lot of like here's one guy's face filling up the frame <laughs> yeah shots and it's usually him just sitting there almost looking sedate just going what do i have to do yeah. I-, I wondered if he had a problem with his eyes like could not open them for half the movie it was just like i wonder if he has eyes he had just woken up <laughs> i believe that's <laughs> called marijuana ah marijuana mm, i see yeah. It was a hot drug in the 1970s. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> also the 1960s. Huh. huh. And the 80s. What? And the 90s nice. and the odds and the teens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. What we're I trying to say is... Look into that. Yeah. Marijuana, you <laughs> it's say? It's historically yes. popular. Never heard of it. Uh, well... Is it dangerous? Um, no. <laughs> Let it me tell you, brother. It's not it <laughs> No, it'll, it'll kill you. It'll is kill it, you dead. Is One it puff. legal? No, one, no, there's no needle involved. You're hooked and yeah. you're selling your body for one. It. Now, one puff. How do you use a marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> you get the brownie and then you light the brownie on fire. Whoa. And then you smoke the brownie. Don't. Mm. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> Can I get in trouble for eating a marijuana? Uh, not if you're in Colorado. Wow. Or any so state I could that go has sixty percent and have the marijuana. To... That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Anywho, but if I'm in Colorado, won't I be high? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Vampcast players, <laughs> you will be, perhaps wow. over a mile. The puffing is from the low oxygen up there. Mm-hmm. It's... It's That's what I would expect. And puffing. Mm-hmm. And puffing. Mm-hmm. This marijuana you, sounds interesting. Blow that shit out. Mm. We will say he does not do any marijuana or any drugs whatsoever in the movie. No. The only drugs that show up are the drugs that framed him. Yes. He is one at one point almost covered in drugs, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After yeah. he violently sprinkles them on a cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's very sedate in the early scenes, and it's kind of like the other people are actually kind of acting, and he's just like, can we get this over with so yeah. I can get to the good stuff? Yep. He does not care for dialogue. 
No. <laughs> well, who does? If it's just he's filler not, dialogue, he's not interested. If he can not, rhyme and tell a nursery rhyme of some kind that uses ass and motherfucker a lot, he's on board with that. Oh, but 100%. just to get a scene from point A to point B, fuck no. Rudy Ray Moore has no time to give a fuck about your dialogue that he's he Dolomite. wrote. <laughs> no, see, it was touched up, though, however. That's, see, uh, that's yeah. right. It was the, the original story. adaptation. The story was basically like, hey, I was in jail and I get out and I got some bitches and they do karate <laughs> and I, I have sex with a lot of them and, yeah. and, I, and yeah. then I win. Yep. That, and then somebody was like, well, I, I guess I could make that a 90-minute movie. <laughs> yeah. Might have to pat it out yeah, just they, a bit. They it you may out, have to talk some, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I just love that he was sent up <laughs> for stolen furs and drugs. Yeah. But the stolen, stolen furs were like the main... They were like, stolen furs. <laughs> he stole all these furs. And also half a million dollars worth of drugs. Mm-hmm. Right. 20 years. But furs. Furs. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. The fur market back then was lucrative. Well, all those pimps. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you seriously. Have something to wear. Yeah. There was a shortage. Like gas. <laughs> yes. Gas and fur. <laughs> it was the great fur shortage. Yeah. We were almost out of foxes yeah. by then. <laughs> oh, no. We'd overfoxed. Yeah. That's that's why we don't know what the fox is. We almost yep. didn't have foxy gotcha. brown because of all the lack of yeah. foxes. Yep. Yeah. Overfoxing is a dangerous thing. That yeah. We've... And so when luckily we, now there's a bunch of anti-foxers. It in the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's in jail, uh, and then he's... yeah. So we've talked for thirty <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, we've covered the thirty seconds <laughs> yeah. in the beginning of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, Basically, yeah. he's told, you know, your little nephew's been shot, little Jimmy or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "Oh no, what happened to Jimmy?" Mm-hmm. And then you know, yeah, you the, get that yeah, flashback. But they basically they they bust him out and they say, "You got to take out all the guys who framed you." Yeah, we're gonna let, let you gonna... out, and and here's the deal: you got to go after this guy and take these guys out and do all these things. And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." And he's just like, "Okay, only four people know that you're getting out. Mm-hmm. You, it's always a bad idea. Me, the governor, and a yet to be announced FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, which." Who will reveal like, himself at the appropriate time. See, this would make sense if he was going into jail. Sure. But going out, he gets out and everybody's like, would it make sense if he was going into jail? <laughs> we prove that. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. It doesn't. But, okay. but the best part is he's like, only four people know. Queen B, me, governor, FBI guy. Yeah. And Queen Mayor, B's like, Mayor. I'm telling know, everybody, you're getting out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, we're going to have a party. Yeah. She's like, I'll have everybody there when you get out By tomorrow. By the way, the governor turned into the mayor. Because they said yeah. he said governor in the prison, and then it was the mayor of yeah. I, L.A. or wherever. Maybe he got demoted. Yeah, sure. Perhaps. During the course of the movie, <laughs> it's hard to gauge <laughs> he, time. He deserved it. Let's be honest. But yeah. anyway, um, I don't know. All right. So yes, he's out of jail. Uh, ladies come to pick him up in his car, and he he can't like he's wearing a suit. It's not it's, it's not just, flashy. It's just a suit. It's not any more or less embarrassing than anything else he wears in this movie. No, but, but it's he's very, like it's, take this it's bullshit as normal off. A suit yeah. as you can possibly. It's the suit you would buy at Sears, and he just like stands outside, like directly outside the prison gate, and proceeds to strip while they're handing him better clothes. And <laughs> are they? Until well, she yes. hands him, his, yes, they yes, are. They are. Until Chuck. she hands him cotton drawers, yes, to which he flips the fuck out. Yeah. Bitch, because he's just like, oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah, this is so much better, you know. And and all the prisoners are watching him getting stripped down by these ladies. He's, he's down like, to his briefs at this yeah, point. This I think is they're nice. looking and, at the ladies. I'm going to well, go either well, way, yeah. but they're just they're watching, still watching what the what's hell going is going on. There is a out spectacle there. happening outside the yeah. prison gate. Yes, sure. yeah, yeah, but but then he's like, cotton draws. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
But he finishes changing into his pimp-appropriate outfit, hands the pile of clothes back to the guard and says, please take these and wipe your ass with them. And the guard is like... Oh, he doesn't say, please take well. these and wipe your ass with them. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. He says it, some words. Like, wipe your ass with these. Yeah, yeah, it's like in prison, his power was taken away. And now that he's outside. He's just like, yeah, you wipe your ass with this, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Because and the pretty guy's much like, every sentence will uh, get punctuated with... An motherfucker. angry motherfucker. Of course. Yeah. That's what makes it work. Yeah. And the prison guard's like, no, I'm going to hang on to him because you're going to be back here. Though, yeah. right? We'll have you back in. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, the guards at the prison are white. Uh-huh. Well, there was, there was a black guard. There were, yeah, there was one guard. There were, this movie made a point of, like, calling out racial differences more than it actually showed. That's what's funny about it. It's like most of this movie was like there was. There was white and black people throughout this entire movie, mm-hmm. but like it made a point of like continually saying honky and shit like that just because like, yeah. I don't know, but it well, has, yeah, it has any, an impact. any of the prostitutes, it was always pointed out that they were black bitches. Sure. Like, like that was well, a phrase by, that like, came up by the evil cops. Yes. Yeah. By anyone who was obviously evil in the movie, mm-hmm. but, but like the normal people other than like one little and I can't figure out if they were good or bad. We'll get to that in a minute. But there's like sure. one little side faction in the movie that I'm still not really sure where their alliance. No idea. Lay, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a double cross, but then wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so he's out of the prison and like right away. Uh, it's all right. Dolomite's out. Let's kill him. And I don't mm-hmm. remember. I don't remember who issues the first edict to do that, but they're like driving out of the car. Like you know, he's just gotten out of prison, and yeah. there's a car got car full of guys waiting to, to murder him. Yep. Yeah. So and, and and this is while the girls are basically telling like Willie Green's taking over everything. Right. Well, yeah. no, the, the first thing that, car ride. the first thing that happens when he drives away is they start stripping off the clothes that he just put on. This is true. And uh-huh. it's sexy time in the back of the the yeah. limo. His Dolomite is a virile man. Yeah. Just big sweaty flank of a man who's just like <laughs> check out check out my beef, uh, so yeah, so all the, that there's gratuitous touching and stuff that goes on for, for an uncomfortably long time. Uh, uh, the story of my high school <laughs> gratuitous touching the Mackie story that goes on too long. Yeah, but then it's like oh well okay pull up over here stop the car I'll get out, mm-hmm. and and the bad guys are like kill Dial- D- Dolomite I don't care about the ladies. Mm-hmm. So they pull up to the cars. Where's Dolomite? And they look in the windows. Yeah. And they're like, and, I mean, this is a four seater car. And they're like, where's Dolomite? <laughs> well, he's not here. They're telling the truth. <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thanks, buddy. And then he and pops out with a gun. Murders yeah, like two a machine of them. gun. Yeah. That he's he assembled in the backseat before he got out. Yeah. Uh, murders two of them. So within five minutes of leaving prison, he has committed two murders. Yep. Uh, and then makes one dance. For a little while, and then it's just like, well, fuck this shit, and kills yeah. him too. To be fair, they were trying to kill him first. I, I'm yeah. not it was, arguing. <laughs> it was kind of sort of self defense. I know. I'm just saying. But yeah, <laughs> there was a he just left prison. Line. Didn't they? They say, "Where's Dolomite?" And he uh, jumps out from behind behind the car and says, "Up your ass, motherfucker!" Yeah, before gunning gunning them down. Yes, mm-hmm. as you do. It's important to note uh, these things. Yes. Yep. It's very important. Yeah. yeah he, so he kills all those guys, and then he's just like, "All right, let's get home." Well. One of them isn't quite dead, is laying by the side of the road moaning, and that's when one of the, the head ladies takes her knife, uh, yeah. and off camera you hear zip and slice, and it's like, well, that was <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> cut that man's dick off. Oh, yeah, she did he, something. He'd already been shot in the chest. <laughs> well. So why add insult to injury? It wasn't shown, but something It happened. was implied. It, it was, was implied. implied. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so he gets back, and Queen Bee's giving him the lowdown on... Well, we don't have your club anymore, but we still got 
you know the ladies still got your ladies she lives in the best house and also while you were gone the ladies just in case we i don't know (laughs) sent them to karate school sent all of your ladies to karate school all of them through karate school she just very offhandedly says that oh and i sent all the all the girls to the karate school but this is after he asks a million questions about everything he's like where's my favorite girl oh she's working for willie green Mm -hmm. where's my nightclub oh willie green took it and it's just like (laughs) everything that he is like she she's like dolomite we had to go work on the streets that's how poor we were just to keep this house and oh, by the way, I send all the girls through karate school while you're in jail. Mm. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> so Willie Green, Willie Green, Willie Green, Willie Green, karate school. Yes. Willie Green. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the drinking game for this movie is whenever someone mentions Willie Green, because... because is, it, the, or is it or is it the boom mics? <laughs> it's, it's both. Okay. One is drink, one is, you know, chug. The, but, do, the dollar mics? Yeah. <laughs> but because the bad guy in this movie is also the director... He is not in the movie very much, so they solve that by having everyone mention him every 45 seconds. And you will hear the name yeah. Willie Green a million times. And most of the time, you have absolutely no context for what they're talking about. It's just Willie Green has done a thing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea yeah, what the Willie thing Green is. And Willie Green is shown as the guy in the back seat when they first frame up. Yeah. He's Dolomite. just like, doesn't like Dolomite. Yeah. yeah. Just doesn't like him. I actually oh, yeah. think, well, I mean, we'll get to it in our sum up things, but I, I think it works, like, not having him in the movie that much, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Well, yeah. Str- I mean, Str- can be his hype man. Str- yeah, Someone exactly. had to that's focus what, on the direction of this movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, sometimes I like the villain not being in a movie very much because it's like you just kind of build them up. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. Look at there. They, uh, so it immediately, as soon as he comes out, like, he's like the next scene is him walking to his car. He's like, all right, well, we'll we're going to get our shit back together. Mm-hmm. And good thing you sent him to karate school because that's awesome. And he goes outside in, and he's getting in his car, and immediately the cops that busted him the first time are there, and they're like, "Get up, you know, get up against the car." Oh, what's this? A giant bag of coke in your car? And he's like, "You know, he's like, and oh, the one you dude does me some up it. again." He's like, "Yep, pretty good coke here." Yeah, as he's just shoveling it up his nose. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna give you one chance. You just get out of town. Just mm-hmm. leave." Dolomite says some Dolomite things. Yeah. And- and and they 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 hit him in the stomach like three or four times mm-hmm. like you know stay out of our way Dolomite mm-hmm. and then they turn their backs to him which don't do that to Dolomite because nope. then he will sort of kind of kick you uh, yeah he kind of jump kicks the one guy and then tosses the other one against the car and only punches him a couple times yeah misses him completely with a kick but whatever yeah there I remember complaining about the the stunt work in like I think it was Cleopatra Jones. Mm-hmm. And being like, wow, this this chick could not fight yeah. at all. Yeah. Rudy Ray Moore cannot fight at all. No. No. At all. No. But that's why he trained all those ladies to do the karate yeah. fighting, because later they yeah, are the ones needed for... And also one of his fights takes place almost in the dark. At the sure. End. Yeah. It's just a lot because, of grabbing and throwing. It's not really a lot of karate. And it really and... is. Like, it, it reaches the comical point where it's just like, oh, my God. Like, this... Like, these are... They're not even trying to make this look like like he was like we got one take let's just do this yeah and there was like a guy it, on set one day it was just like move your leg like this a little bit okay that's kind of uh whatever yeah, let's it, just it's go. almost like the fighting to him is like the uh is like plot advancing dialogue it's yeah. like i got time for this shit yeah just let me get I to gotta, my nightclub yeah <laughs> i gotta tell stories and i got bits stuff. to do mm-hmm. they did make sure to mention that um that his karate was a little bit rusty since he'd been in the clink for That's a while. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he did say that. Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. Because you can't practice in the clink. Never <laughs> actually existed. 
Well, you can't yeah, if you go to the but, death warrant prison. You can practice karate all the time. But God, the one <laughs> that's a white prison. Uh, no, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> the one cop he beats up though, he like he grabs that bag of coke and he's just like flinging it all over him. Like this guy's coated. Yep. Just yeah. laying on the ground, just utterly coated. And Rudy Ray Moore's got it all over his legs, and yep. he's like, "Motherfucker, you, <laughs> god damn it!" Yep. He's just so pissed. It's like he's speaking in tongues mm-hmm. at that point. He does do that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, so he beats the hell out of them. And they're like, "Oh, we'll, we'll get you next time, Dolomite." Yeah, that's almost exactly what they say. Yeah, you'll get yours. Yeah. Well, well, he tells the other guys, like, "Yeah, well, we'll get him busted in an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And is that when we're introduced to the hamburger pimp? That might be when that scene happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems weird and random. There's Ooh. a lot of weird and random that happens. Well, like, like scene transitions are just like all of a sudden. Let's a little and a lot because like, you know, last week's was a whole lot of random. This is yes. some Well, random. this one, we're just dropped into the middle of scenes yes. with new characters. Sure. And you don't know who they are. You don't know what their purpose is. You don't, you don't know how yeah. they relate because it'll be like him and somebody selling hamburgers yeah. at, at a, you know, at a corner shop. And it's just, we don't know either of these people. No. Mm-hmm. no. You know, so, so that's, that's why it's all, it's jarring at first because you're like, who the? fuck is this it's yeah. creeper yeah creeper it's, the, the, it's the creeper the, the hamburger the junkie, pimp, yeah. the hamburger pimp yeah who is mr mumbles trying to order, order food oh. and <laughs> the lady at the food truck is just like chuck <laughs> chuck 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 there's no such thing as a talking junkie <laughs> okay you do your mr show jokes that's fine <laughs> i will play along uh <laughs> but she's just increasingly annoyed with him babbling about nothing and yeah. we have no idea what he's saying and she's just like take this food just get out of here go mm-hmm. away and he does, and he wanders down the street for a while to, like, what seems like a, you know, Hamburger Junkie theme song for as he just kind of stumbles and dances down the street. He's and doing then, a Hamburger Junkie yeah, jig. And then just cuts away from him and goes to Dolomite, who's somewhere else, and we're like, what in the living hell was that all about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Dolomite's getting out of his car, and there's a, a crowd of guys who are just like, hey, man, is that Dolomite? That's Dolomite, isn't it? And then they go over to Dolomite, and he's like, they're like, are you Dolomite? And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm Dolomite. Look at my you. clothes. Yeah, look, look at my at cane. Yeah. I'm wearing a fucking pimp outfit. Who the fuck you think I am? And he's they're like, like well, come you... see my show tomorrow night. Yeah, and, and... they're like, well, you, you got to prove it. How do we know you're Dolomite? And he's like, I ain't got to prove shit to you. And Pictures like, well, did not exist in 1975. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, I got to bet. I got to bet with him that you're, you're Dolomite, and I, I can't afford to lose that bet. It's about last $5. So the way he proves it is he starts doing his... Rudy One of Ray his Moore. Dolomite bits, yeah. Yeah, Dolomite tells the story of the Titanic. Tells yes. the story of a in rhyme. a gentleman on the Titanic. Okay. But it's the story of the Titanic. Sure. Um, <laughs> kind of? I don't think so. Why? It's the story of a man set against the backdrop of the Titanic okay. disaster. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> well, and man, do they love it. They, they are yeah. so on board for this, which is just basically rhyming something with ass and something with motherfucker. Every verse of this story. Yeah, I'm surprised they <sighs> didn't put the entire ones in Chuck, the quote section. Chuck, because Chuck. I wanted to read some of it, but... And Monet he... was just a bunch of dots. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me stop you right there. Let me stop you what? right there. Okay. Obviously, we've talked about this movie a lot in the past. Uh-huh. I'd seen it before, and we got up until that point. I'm watching this, and I'm going, "Wow, I was wrong. This is kind of goofy, fun, and really kind of entertaining in a horribly bad way." And then it got to this scene, and I remembered why I hate that guy because of his 
His stage routine is the worst. Like, I wanted to reach into the screen and grab people and say, stop laughing at that. Stop applauding him. Stop encouraging him from doing that. Because it goes on forever, and it has nothing to do with this movie. Yep. It's just to sell albums in the lobby. It's terrible. (laughs) I will admit, it goes on for way too long. Grinds the movie to a halt. Yeah, A complete halt. Every time we think the story's over, he continues with the story. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it is like it has to be a five minute scene, at least, of just him talking while they cut to reaction shots of dudes. Yep. And they're all high fiving each other and just laughing yeah. and having a great time. Like, this is just the best comedy routine of all time. And it's just not. It is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a product of its time, Chuck. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> okay. As, as an artist at work and you are discounting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, you kind of are, Chuck. I certainly am. But that eventually he walks out of that scene into a much later period of time where he bumps into Hamburger Pimp. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's finally why we were introduced to him 15 minutes ago is because that he was... Well, this is the we, scene that goes on for way too long well, because it's, you know, basically he more or less, the information that's more or less garnered in a very short period of time is like, hey, I think... I was somewhere and I think I saw your, your cousin get shot. Yeah. And I, I was and, coming out of the pawn shop. I saw it happen. I know everything. And he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'll take care of your habit. If you tell me the whole story. Yeah. Probably not the best planning on Dolomite's part because he, he drives him to his place back to his land of squalor and junkies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lets him go into his room. Waits for the guy to shoot up. Yeah. Straps and in, then starts straps in, shoots questions. in and then is yeah. like, Hey, um, talk, you know, talk. And he, and, well, you know, much like much like cocaine has a short shelf life. Let's just say that heroin has pretty fast acting. Yeah, it's more yeah. so than tenactin. Yes, yeah, right in there. Yeah, I mean it's, it gets right that's to why you. you yeah. put it in the that, vein. That's yeah. why you shoot it because you get it right away, and he gets it right away. And then yeah. Dolomite's like, "You son of a bitch, you're what? high, I, aren't I you?" And it's like, "Why aren't you telling me?" This? You watched him. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dolomite. You know how drugs work. Right? You provided him with the drugs, and then you yeah. watched him shoot up, and now you're upset that he's not talking. Mm-hmm. So he kind of starts beating the living fuck out of him. Yeah, <laughs> like starts strangling the dude. Yeah. Well, is that what happens when you do a marijuana? No. No, uh, okay. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Don't you worry. No, this isn't as bad. <laughs> this is. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. then all of a sudden, dudes just bust in and shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rudy Ray Moore has to, you know, fight them off. Yeah. And he kind of hits <laughs> On one. On the script, it said yeah. Dolomite fights off these yeah, guys. Yeah, hits one, gets the gun away from the other and shoots the other one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you hear sirens going and it's the two cops. Yeah. Again, who come in and they're just like, all right, Dolomite, we got you this time. You're well, this right. is murder funny. one. This is funny because it's a kind of actually a crime has happened. And the crooked cops bust in and they're like, OK, come on, let's go. Yeah. And he's, and like, he's like, what's the what's the yeah, charge? What's the charge? <laughs> like, I was like, it's a goddamn massacre, Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only one gun here and you're still holding it. Yeah. He kind of got your red hand. Yeah, and then he <laughs> literally, there's blood on your hands. That's right. You're the only one alive <laughs> and holding a gun and not shot. Yeah. <laughs> so then he just puts his hands forward. He's like, "All right, no, oh, okay, yep." So next scene is him in jail, and at this point, we've kind of been introduced to the. Uh, there's there's other stuff that's happened in between where it's sure he's had gross sex a couple times. <laughs> um, we've been introduced to the preacher. Mm-hmm. who is uh, apparently selling guns and weapons 
He's more or less inciting a revolution. I think he's stockpiling yeah. the guns. Yeah. yeah. But the cops instead of preaching, he's inciting a revolution yeah. Yeah. for but, the Third World War. Mm-hmm. The but then the cops World. come in. Yeah, right. yeah, but then the cops come in, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, so guns, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you see Dolomite, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird that they're like, "All right, well, yeah, we got you busted on this." But well, there's a line that said that's interesting. It said by I won't try to repeat it, but you yeah, know, there's a there's a reasoning where he's just like, "Well, that's not." There's nothing wrong here. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy gives an explanation for why the guns uh, are there. And, they're, and, and they're, I, you know, the, the cops are crooked and they're just playing along, but they're like, all right, yeah, that sounds legit. Yeah, sure. But, you know, just I didn't see anything. You just see tell anything? us, yeah. tell us if Dolomite comes to visit. Yeah, if you see him, let him know. These are basically <laughs> the, I don't know where the preacher and his uh, his crew really, like where their alliance falls. Because someone actually, later in the movie, directly asks them, you know, who are you supporting, you know, Willie Green or Dolomite? And he never really gives an answer. So I don't. Yeah, yeah. This was. I'm just saying that's. The, this, is the, but this is the part I was speaking of earlier. I don't. Yeah. These are the only people I'm really like. It's not clear that they're you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, good or bad guys. No. Yeah, and we've been introduced to this this cop who is actually asking the preacher. He's like, oh, "Whose side are you on? What are you doing?" Right. And then he goes and visits Dolomite in prison, and he's just like, "Hey, you know, trying to help you here." Yeah. He's like, "Ah, oh, you're just a cop working for the man." Yeah. We the viewers are kind of like, "Okay, this must be the legendary FBI, FBI guy," because they've said there was one mm-hmm. but yeah he, he but he's like he kind of comes into the person as kind of immediately an asshole to dolomite doesn't it does nothing to really like sell the like hey you should trust me yeah no it's like he talks to him and dolomite's just like you're a fucking cop get out of here and then as he's leaving like guy a guy was like building like a house of cards with dominoes and the cop just as he's walking out he's just like ding he knocks us <laughs> over and like, one it's just like well that, why, that was mean and then <laughs> the guy's like son of a bitch just, and knocks over the rest of them. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but then like moments later like Dolomite, you're free to go. Yeah, he's like, okay, bail's cool. been posted. Sweet. Yeah, and it's the it's the girl that left that was mentioned in yeah. in uh, speech yes. in the exposition club, special lady. Yeah, and so and yeah, they go have the sex. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, you're always my favorite. Give me a kiss, and then cut to smash, cut to sex, and this uh, is the scene is so weird because uh, at well, first yeah. there's like a jump cut in it where it's like, oh, they cut out the sex. That's odd. Yeah, with like with no transition, no like cut to a fireplace, nothing. Yeah. just like. And then it get and then it's just a bunch of Willie Green, Willie Green, Willie Green over and over again. And then Dolomite gets mad and smacks her around a little bit. And then he's just like, "I'm gonna fuck you real good." Yeah. And then it, uh, we <laughs> we thought he had sexed her to death. He did. Possibly. No. <laughs> she shows up later. Okay. Yeah. Because she does show up later. He but sexes her she to near death. She doesn't show up for a while. No. Right. And we're right. and like I was like, did he actually kind of kill her or what <laughs> happened in that scene? It was he Dolomita killed her. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, they cut to. I mean, one of one of the camera frames is from her point of view, looking up at him. Yeah. That is that is the first person Rudy Ray Moore fucking is the worst. No, that's second person. Yeah. The third. Oh, like, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, it's like point of view of <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore on top of you. The, the just fucky, like, not the fucker. Yeah. Yes. It's like that. No, I, this is not what I want. <laughs> this is not what anyone no. wants. It's what Rudy Ray Moore wants. Yeah. It's like, oh, get the shot of me <laughs> making my sex faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're all grunting and so just... we're all like we're all just getting increasingly more uncomfortable as the scene is going on oh well, yeah yeah and especially I mean... because they cut the sex out of the first part which was so odd and yeah. this is so explicitly 
disturbing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including like yeah, it, it it flips the perspective. Like yeah, you're him, you're her, you're him, you're her. And then, I, ah, yeah, stop this, and then yeah, uh, yeah and just, she's just silent screaming on the bed. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like oh well. I was pretty sure he killed her. All right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was glad she showed up later because I thought he killed her. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of still might, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what <laughs> happens next? Is it the mayor party? Sure. Yeah. Why whatever. not? That happens after that. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> the mayor's having a party saying, Yeah, my hands are clean. I'm the best mayor. I, right. And, Wait, this, and this guy, okay. Hold on. He is introduced at this, this swanky party by a lady who says, he has done more for black people than anyone else ever. And we're, yeah. and we're like, we're and this like, is in 1975. Yeah. And it's like, who's coming in? <laughs> who's yeah. Yeah. What civil rights leader is this? No, it's the mayor of whatever shitty town this is. The, the mayor, shitty mayor. Balding <laughs> white town. Danny DeVito sized mayor. Yeah. yeah. Speaking like Harvey Firestein. Oh, just like, hi, everybody. Like, yeah, I'm the mayor and I I'm love clean. all you people. And, Ah, he makes a Nixon joke. He's like, ah, what? Yeah. Yeah. There's several of those ah, in this. It's really that's funny, right? Not dating yourself. Right. <laughs> and then and he's just like, yeah, these hands. When you elect me, they'll still be clean. When you reelect me, yeah. Ah. Right. Meanwhile, yay, great. Meanwhile, Willie Green has showed up outside, yes. actually physically in the flesh. Willie yeah, Green has like, appeared, he pulled up, and he and he knocks on the door, and the butler answers, and he's like, get me that motherfucker out here now. I need to talk to the mayor. Oh, no. The mayor does not yeah. accept un- un- he's unannounced like, guests. He's like, you fucking tell him Willie Green's here. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he basically, I don't, I don't know. He just confronts the mayor and it's like Willie Green is the like the unofficial leader of this, the fourth ward. And, mm-hmm. and the mayor, I guess, looks to him to keep everything in line and also yeah. keep the drugs and crime yeah. going. And yeah. he's like, basically, hey. Dolomite came in and he's fucking my stuff up, man. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because that's that's what it was. That's what prompted it. Is Dolomite goes? We should have mentioned that's the scene that right after. I think right after he has the the kill sex with the lady. <laughs> he goes. He basically. We'll go back to it in just a second, but yeah, basically he's like Dolomite's taking over, and I need your help. We mm-hmm. gotta kill him. And the mayor's like, yeah, well, we sprung him from jail so that we could kill him. So just sit tight. So it's like the mayor's in on this whole spring Dolomite. From yeah, jail thing. it's kind of great plan. It's kind of the death warrant thing yeah. where it's like a little bit. Yeah, we 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 got that guy there. Let, let's so him. that we could take care of that yeah. guy. And it's like, well, you could have taken care of that guy. Yeah, out I, in prison. Uh, to be you fair, could have just let him go and not set him up with this big explanation of yeah. we want you to uncover the crime. Well, to be <laughs> fair, I don't think it was as much of like an understood cliche that you could like get an inside guy in a prison for cheap. No, not to, even to murder that. Somebody. I'm just I know, saying he was stuck in prison. He yeah, couldn't do anything. But you could also let him out if your intent was to kill him, but not set it up with we want you to uncover the mystery of crime yeah, that is happening. Sure, yeah, true, true. Okay, I'll, I'll get because it he is yeah. now one step away from uncovering everything, even though he's done no actual investigating right, right. whatsoever every Chuck, answer he gets it just falls in his goddamn Chuck, lap it's a black exploitation movie yeah. there are that's better what ones. Ha- that's what happens <laughs> in 95 percent of them if you haven't been paying attention oh, i've been paying attention yes mm-hmm. almost every one of them it doesn't matter what they investigate right the clue will fall into their lap somehow or right. they'll just wander into the place where they're supposed to be i i just look not really important let's let's uh, dolomite yeah, so we flashback. Are try- yeah we are trying to apply logic to dolomite yeah also. let's dolomite uh flashback back to the scene that's actually important where dolomite essentially <laughs> goes back into his club that he once owned that's now owned by you know, mr green mm-hmm. and says 
I want my club back. Now, mm-hmm. he doesn't say a word. First, he just kind of walks in, and he has a key that he's obtained from uh, one of his ladies. Mm-hmm. Walks right back into the club, starts ripping up the carpet, and apparently unlocks a floor safe that had perfectly $50,000, which is what he owned, owed Willie Green. Mm-hmm. Right. Walks out to those people, throws the money at them, and says, this is my club now. Tell Willie Green he's got 24 hours to get out of it. 23 of those hours are already gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And then instant Donnybrook. Yeah. Just, like, get him. And yeah. Dolomite kind of beats them up. Yeah. Kind of. But that is a fantastic line. Oh, absolutely. Yes. There are a few good ones in it there. It deserved a better actor. But as a line, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. So, basically, he's just taken over the club. Mm-hmm. So... Willie, uh, Willie Green's gone to see the mirror flashing back forward, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of like, it's time, we've we've had some mild hyping along the way, it's time for the Dolomite, you know, total experience club extravaganza, mm-hmm. which total is, Dolomite experience. which is, you know, there's a band, and then there's some ladies that come to show up, and and it's basically the, the pimp funeral, like, people just kind of show up, and they're oh. in their pimp best Well, they sent regalia. out invitations. Queen huh? B sent out written invitations sure. to all their friends across the country. Mm-hmm. They were probably fur-lined invitations. And the, she introduces two of them in the crowd, both from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Cleveland. <laughs> oh, Cleveland, Ohio. Big difference. Uh, it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are the two special guests. Cleveland's the home of pimping. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't you <laughs> <Is> know? <laughs> well, book me a one-way train ticket <laughs> yeah, to Cleveland. There you go. <laughs> yeah. When you think big pimping, you think Cleveland. I do. There's I do, lots actually. of pimping in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. it's the Dolomite Total Experience time, uh, which involves a band. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A lady and, singing. And yep. a lady singing. And then African dance music troupe. Yep. Which are introduced as the Dolomite dancers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming this is just a routine that they've done. This is not there all the time. Because it basically sets up the then performance of Dolomite. Yes, because he appears mm-hmm. behind one of the dancers who has a smoking cauldron of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh and in this scene, Dolomite is wearing, I don't know, 17 capes because he capes. keeps taking capes off <laughs> or people are taking them away for him. But they keep he's never not wearing a cape. They mm-hmm. just keep appearing on him. And he does more of his bullshit comedy routine. <laughs> his brilliant comedy routine. This time about some <laughs> things in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really good. It's fantastic. Um, it's a great scene. It's not a waste of five minutes at all. No. It's totally fantastic. There's a man at the top of his art game doing what he does. Best. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Honing his craft, you might say. Yeah. And we all benefit. Preserving it on film for Absolutely. posterity. Absolutely. Yes. That's what should happen. Because mm-hmm. vinyl... Who knew? No, who knew? Dead. <laughs> anyway. But yes, this happens. Yeah. And then essentially it's like, okay, Willie Green also showed up to this club and it's time to more or less fight. Well, Willie... He watches the show. Yeah, he yeah. watches the show, and then Dolomite, you know, comes off stage, just going around saying hello to everybody, and he sits down and he talks with Willie, and Willie's like, "All right, listen." Yeah, well, well, Willie summons yeah. him from the back. Listen, so. I'll let you run the club, but I still own the club, and also you owe me a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. I don't want your piddly fifty. Actually, I think he says, "Forget the hundred grand if you do this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. you owe me a hundred grand as interest for this club." Yeah. yeah. To which Dolomite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Yeah, it's just thank you all for coming. But fuck you. But fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and gets up and leaves. And that's when they're like, okay, yeah. game on. Mm-hmm. Time to bust this place up. 
Yeah, pretty much. They're just like, let's let's yeah. bounce this place. Come yeah. on, and just yeah, like if I can't instantly. have this club, nobody has this club. Yeah, and just dudes are flying in off camera. It's just like okay, karate time. Mm-hmm. Like the girls were all seated in the front row, and they just don't even get out of their chairs as they turn around and start kicking people. Yeah, it's um, it's a crazy Donnybrook Dolomite fights in the dark, so that we can't see how bad he fights. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep picking they, on the chef for some reason. The chef, well, the chef, I think they they there was somebody in the credits about being a karate expert because that yeah. chef was really good. I know. Yeah. But so. they could have given him a better role than that because it didn't make sense why they were like, get well, the chef. <laughs> there was probably they probably just made him the chef in the club because they, he brought him in for that one day. He could have been a bouncer. I know. Whatever. He just he fights a guy and burns him on the stove and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Meanwhile, Willie Green has gone up to to Dolomite's dressing room or whatever, and they end up fighting in there because that's where Dolomite went. Yeah. And everyone else is just fighting all over the place. But so they have a fist fight in the dark pretty much mm-hmm. and then it gets a little bit incoherent because you hear like a gunshot that's like sounds like it's very much 80 well everything was furniture 80 yeah, yeah. sound sound effects wise, but it sounds like extra like oh i guess we should probably add this then then some of the other stuff because they don't bother to even show it and then it just kind of like the lights are back up dolomites no you see like a close-up shot of like dolomite grab willie green and like Kind of like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom him in the chest or something. Yeah. And, and then Willie it's like, Green just immediately goes, ah! And then it's like, hard cut. Dolomite's just standing there, standing straight up with like a bullet wound on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it, then it like looks down and, and Willie Green's stomach is all torn up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of sort of ripped his guts out. Yeah. I guess. I, and then the cop, or the, <laughs> the FBI, FBI guy comes, comes in. in yeah. And now it's like they're friends because he's just like, hey, hey. Um, he's Good like, job. well. This is gonna look bad for you. Blam blam. Shoots <laughs> yeah. him twice. It's like, well, it's on me now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, just, see you later, Dolomite. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, you better go get it patched up. Yeah. And it's and this the way this plays out, it's like it feels like the end of the movie, but really the big bads and the cops didn't really pay for it. So mm-hmm. it's like oh shit, I guess there's another 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, the FBI agent goes to get the mayor. Yeah. And there's a good ten minutes of naked mayor on the phone. Well, because like the, the this is where the um uh, I was gonna remember her name the the lady who had the death strumpet. sex mm-hmm. so, yes the strumpet, the strumpet. From, the death, <laughs> from the death sex had is is back she's alive death, death sex strumpet <laughs> death sex strumpet <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great name right yeah. there that's that's my whole cover band yeah she has the sex with the mayor yeah and then the mayor gets uh, a phone call she and another woman are having sex with the mayor really. Yes. All right. There's another woman in the bed. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, that, that happens bed. later. But and he's like, oh, what happened? He gets he gets a phone call while the sex is happening. And it's just a phone call of grunting. And yeah, all on his end. It's just. Yeah. And then he's just like, fine. Like <laughs> I said, this is when like D- Danny DeVito version of him showed up. Because when he rolls out of bed, it's just like everything is like. Effort. <laughs> right. Argh. Yeah, so he but kind of this puts actor it out had had no shame whatsoever because nope. they're just like, and and it's one take, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But like yeah. once he walks out into the hallway, bare assed, yeah, and he goes into a room, get grabs a towel, and basically throws it over his shoulder and down low enough to cover his junk, mm-hmm. and barely, then, and then just but he, he gets on a phone like just inside a doorway, mm-hmm. and he keeps like peeking out of the doorway. Yeah, like he was walking out like, I'm gonna show you my junk. <laughs> I might show you my junk. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'm going to show you my junk. Yeah. A little something for the ladies. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, then death sex trumpet <laughs> comes out <laughs> with a gun and she, cause she's hurt. Well, yeah, yeah. He just put the hit out on, on Dolomite. Right. Main man Dolomite. Yeah. 
And she's like, yeah, oh, you she, motherfucker. Yeah, she like backs him up with the gun into the bathroom and is going to shoot him. She's like, it's going to be my pleasure to shoot you right. on the throne. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this. I've been living yeah. for this. And then like one of the other strumpets that was in the room <laughs> decides to come out and like try to attack her. And she's Heel like, strumpet. she's like, bitch, no. <laughs> Throws her in like the closet and just like apparently shoots her in the head because it's just kind of like yeah. that's where she's holding the gun level. Mm-hmm. And then that's the mayor is like, ah, this is my chance and jumps out. And then strangles her. So she is dead. Like, yeah. literally just climbs on top of her and strangles her to death. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. gross. It is gross. And then he, you know, he flees. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tries he to flee. The shit. And that's when FBI agent, you know, is coming after him. Right. Mm-hmm. And is shooting at him and, yeah. like, sort of car chasey. Well, well, he gets out to the by the pool and right. two dudes we've never seen before come up and they're just like, hey. They they hold him at gunpoint and they're just like yeah well you you're end of the road here for you buddy they it's were like, the other two cops in the opening scene with the stolen furs okay because there were four oh. cops and remember like there was like go hide yeah. behind that tree that, that it's those okay. two guys all right I, okay yeah. I did not make that connection hey, at no. all yeah, it's yeah yeah but so they're basically like yeah they got a big needle and they're like hey we're gonna shoot you up with the marijuana and <laughs> oh, totally no. that'll yep. kill you the and they'll, they'll find you of oh, an no. overdose in the pool <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, the weeds. is my favorite 70s ploy of all time, which is they... Oh, that would be a croquet mount. They, they make it look like an overdose. They, they go get drugs from somebody mm-hmm. and shoot up someone, and that's going to be, like, the, the way to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it, man, just, it happened in uh, Slaughter, <laughs> and it's just, yep. it's just, like, it's the dumbest. It's, it's great. It's so stupid. It's like, oh, it's going to look like an overdose, and then you fell in a pool. It's like, well, you could shoot him and push him off a roof or, you know, throw him into a turbine <laughs> yeah. or all something. The, all the while, know. he's basically going, like, there goes your boss with all money things. Like, turn around. <laughs> he keeps trying turn to do that look hey, over there. Look over there. And they're like, nah, we're not buying that. And but after, but like, the, the one third time, time, there actually is something over I there. I know. It, it's, he's actually like, no, really, it's your boss. And they're yeah. like, what? <laughs> and then throws fat guy into the pool and, mm-hmm. you know, pushes other guy over. And, yeah. and then he basically chases after the mayor. And the mayor is, like, very determined. I'm going to get on this plane. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I've got suitcase of drugs and money and things to get out of here. <laughs> Whatever the mayor needs. And he shoots him from, I don't know, like 50 yards away. Yeah. And the mayor is just like, ow, but I still got to get in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep. Ow! laughs> yeah. He's like that guy in the Western that just won't die. Yeah. Yep. This guy, plane, I have boarding passes. My, they called my nine group. Yep. I'm getting on this plane. <laughs> yeah. Star Alliance yeah. members may board. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so FBI guy shoots him, I don't know, like 17 times, and then yeah. the mayor's finally dead. Yep, so, finally. Yeah. And, and then then you think it's over. He goes to visit Dolomite yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the hit's still out on you, so mm-hmm. we're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, we're going to do a thing where we'll have uh, one of, like, I think it was Chicago or whatever. Shy. Anyway. Shy, yeah. yeah. We're going to have her pros as a nurse and then change room number. Which, by the way, she was already dressed as a nurse. Yes, she was. Which was mm-hmm. odd, but whatever, it worked. <laughs> hey, Shy do what Shy wants. Yeah. yeah. She just came from a previous job. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was doing nurse strumpet for the day. Uh, yeah. Nurse strumpet to the OR, please. Nurse strumpet. <laughs> it's much more pleasant than nurse ratchet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like they're basically like, oh, yeah, they try, try to be clever. They're like, hey, uh, we're visiting our friend Dolomite. Uh, he's in like uh, room 2018, right? And she's like, oh, actually, I think he means he's in 2010. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's good Thanks, it. lady. Yeah. You're so nice. Yeah. So yeah. they do that, like, of course they do. They open the door and, and, you know, because everybody sleeps in a bed with the covers completely over Maybe their head. Maybe it was really cold. With the lights completely with, on. Yes. <laughs> and so they, of course, shoot the pillows on the bed that are there and Dolomite and company jump out and beat these guys to mm-hmm. death, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And slash shoot them. So, and then it's just kind of like, boom, jump forward in time and uh, FBI guy and Dolomite are there. 
Well, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait so wait, no, the, the hitmen all get shot. Mm-hmm. And then, like, FBI guy and Dolomite oh, are like, right, right, right. hey, well, you know, that was kind of neat. And then the FBI guy is like, I'm going to go over here. He He's standing, the way the room is set up, he's basically standing in a corner. But because it's off camera, they want us to think he's exited the room somehow. But he's mm-hmm. really, literally standing in the corner of the room. Because yeah. then the two crooked cops come in, and they're like, well, Dolomite, another massacre. I guess we're going to have to take you to jail now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just sort of walks out into frame like, haha, I'm here. And you guys are crooked, so therefore, you will go to jail. Mm-hmm. And then he has people violently arrest them. Yeah. Uh, well, they kind of complain about it. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you never get away with this. And it's like, yeah, I think I think the FBI will get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of think yeah. they will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they jump ahead. Right. Yeah. It's just like, hey, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'll be back. Yeah. Freeze frame and play song. Yeah. Song, which starts to tell what he will be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolomite will return in the human tornado. <laughs> tornado, human tornado, <laughs> tornado, tornado. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> wow. Movie. That was a long half. Stargrove. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it helps that the whole soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just like Don Cornelius. I, I mean, not even song wise, but like when the when the hitmen are are walking down the hallway mm-hmm. to to shoot the fake <laughs> Dolomite. The way they just are pumping in this sort of guitar and doing it well, it's not just some piece of stock music. Mm-hmm. It's actually someone scoring it. That's done pretty well. Yep. Well, uh, it's also when the guy, when the cop in the very first scene, not very first scene, but like the one where they're harassing him right after he gets out of jail, mm-hmm. like they're punctuating stuff he's saying in yeah. the soundtrack yeah. right behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of good stuff like that. Yeah. But there is actually some, you know, by the book Stargrove yep. things. Yes. Dolomite tells you his story during the opening credits. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, ratings, right? Rest rest of the ratings. Yeah, rest of them. Uh, Why don't you go first? I'll go. Someone who isn't me. I can go, too. Uh, I'm going to go three jocks. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. Like, it's it's goofy. It's stupid. The fighting is terrible. There's boom mics that show up all the time. A lot. Yeah, it's like you see... You see the genesis of a movie like Black Dynamite, where they're like, okay, yeah, we're doing everything that they did in this movie. Yep. Just crazier. But, yeah, the the two scenes that... The only two scenes that I really am just like, fuck this whole thing, are Rudy Ray Moore's monologues, for, which are likely from his stage act, I'm assuming. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, those are the only ones where I'm just like, this can fuck off. But otherwise, great soundtrack, a lot of goofy characters, and just... It's hard to explain. Like, I like him, yet I don't like him. Like, it's kind of like, I wonder what it would be like without somebody else. But then I realized that it wouldn't be very much fun to watch this movie with somebody other than him. It depends on what Rudy Ray Moore showed up on the set that day. Because there's the one who gives no fucks whatsoever. There's one who's kind of into it. And then there's one who's like, I get to perform today. Yeah. So it really depends on the scene, which Mm -hmm. Rudy Ray Moore you get. So. But yeah, but th- this is definitely a hell of a lot of fun. So I say three jocks. I will give it two jocks because I can say, okay, you can sit down and have fun with this. Just be aware that there's about 15 minutes of this movie that could fuck right off. Like, like there's goofy fun in this movie. And then there's about 15 minutes that really just mm-hmm. they could have cut out and set on fire. <laughs> and you'd be fine with it. I would be totally fine with it because it, and it's it's so weird in comparison to last week's movie. I know last week's movie was completely disjointed, but the scenes that they showed were actually the entire meat of the plot. They weren't just random 
to and from sequences. This movie mm-hmm. feels like the random to and from sequences. It's yeah. like if you took like the setups in this movie and merged them with the action of the last movie, you would have an actually fleshed out movie. Because this movie is just like there will be people having a conversation for five minutes and then all of a sudden Dolomite is standing there. It's like he hasn't entered the room. He just appears. Yeah, well, what's weird about this one, too, is he will like they'll tell you a story about something mm-hmm. or they'll start to tell a story and then they'll actually show the story. Yeah. Like most movies, it's like, all right, well, we're saving on the budget by just not bothering to show you that. They're yeah. like, nah, we're, we're going to show you this. <laughs> right. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. And it was it was making me laugh too. How many times there will be like a close up of two people talking, and then they cut to a wide shot, and those two people are not even close to where they were standing in the close up, just <laughs> oh, like yeah. opposite sides of the room. And it's the like editing is a goddamn yeah, mess. It's yeah, yeah. So it's sloppy, but there's enough goofy fun in it to say, yeah, you should probably watch it. And to think you never wanted to watch this, Chuck. I still don't, <laughs> oh, Chuck. <laughs> I don't think you know how the ratings work. Mm. I don't know, man. It was really kind of difficult for me to get into this movie because it was fits and starts of greatness. The the one-liners were probably some of my favorite in in the black exploitation movies that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could take Rudy Ray Moore out and replace him with like Steve James. <laughs> Yes, go just on. Say, yeah, same movie, <laughs> just Steve James, somebody you know that's consistent and has personality, mm-hmm. um, and some some glee and a hell of a lot more ass kicking skill. Um, I think you have like a four jocks movie. Um, as it stands, I'm kind of in between a one and a two, and I'm not sure where I can land on that, except the, to just be generous and give it two. I will say it is uh, like like Mackie mentioned. You can see where where Black Dynamite got its you know oh yeah like this was the movie they did research on. To, There's a lot to do Black Dynamite genesis of that. Um, so to understand Black Dynamite, I think it would be important to see this movie, mm-hmm. um, and also to hear some of the best motherfuckers committed to film. I guess. Oh yeah, I was I was say, I was saying before like he can put a period at the end of a sentence. Yeah, like he can end a sentence like okay, yep, yeah. <laughs> drop the mic, you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm actually gonna land on a three jocks too. Uh, but I actually I really enjoy this. The things that like the things that kind of break it for me is the, the way the ending like they needed some restructuring in the ending more than anything. I mean, uh, because. I like the buildup of not showing Willie Green very much. I mean, and I and intentional or busy being director aside, I don't know if it's just a byproduct or they were like, wait, it'll be just cool if we have just people like basically being your hype man the whole movie. Right. But then like for him to kind of buy it first, you know, like to die first and, you yeah. know, and, and apparently there are other edits where it's a little more gruesome, his death, mm-hmm. you know, out there. But I mean, for like him to go first and then it's like, Okay, now the mayor, who really is probably pretty high on orchestrating this, and then the scumbag cops, who really—I mean, it's just—it seems like kind of like a broken order. Yeah, like it should have like gone. Scumbag it, cops, it should have been mayor, mayor and then, then Willie Green. Willie Green. Yeah, like yeah, it like, should have escalated. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Willie Green should have been the final fight. Should have kicked him off the top of a skyscraper or something. Yeah. <laughs> so like that—it's weird because like rip his liver out. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like a, it's a weird reverse order of like how the ending should have gone down, but like. 
yeah, the the punctuation and just the the one liners and the motherfuckers and just like the way he was delivering that shit is so good. And like, I really like the music. And I know this is gonna sound strange because of like you know all the boom boom mics and kind of like people inadvertently looking at the camera. This is like the first one that in. I know because it goes in the series of down and dirty black exploitation. This is the first one I almost felt like these could be real people. I mean, they're actors, mm-hmm. maybe not doing it so right, mm-hmm. but like this was the first one where I was like, this. Besides Dolomite himself being this god among everything, you know, above everyone that everyone just like has this reverence for. It, it, it's like everyone else felt like real people on the street in real situations. Yeah, some stilted mm-hmm. dialogue and things like that, but it was just weird. I felt like for the first time. Maybe we were transported to 1970s Los Angeles, where everything else was maybe a little too clean, if yeah. that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. I, I would like to give a huge honorable mention to the motherfucking cars in this movie, which are fucking gorgeous. Um, and huge. And huge, yeah. Like, many things that I like about cars. So, yeah. big, ostentatious, giant pieces of steel. <laughs> um, yep. Death machines. And and there's a there's a small... Car chase in the towards the end of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I would like to give it an E for effort. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they they have yeah. no idea how to shoot a car chase, no. but they try. They mm-hmm. for sure try. And um, there's an interior shot of a like car. at least a quarter of the battle. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's, that was a good point of view. Like you're getting yeah. a sense of speed, but and... the camera was just shaking yeah. fucking everywhere and just going haywire. Yeah. Um, but like. They gave it a shot, and they gave it a shot at speed. You know, like they, mm-hmm. yeah, they they went for it. So yeah, they didn't speed up the film or do anything right, right. stupid. Yeah. yeah, none of that, none of that garbage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a couple little nice touches there. Yeah. Besides, besides Black Diamond, I, I would say this also highly influenced like Pootie Tang. Yes, and, and Undercover Brother too. Yeah, especially yeah. with like the you know the sort of legendary yeah. bit to it. Yeah, but all right, um, Undercover Brother. Yeah, Undercover. Yeah, it, you know, like when, when especially with when, the enormous cars. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Eddie Griffin when like he was doing black exploitation comedy stuff, it was obviously he had a reverence for Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, break time. Break, break, break. Yeah. Break, break, break. Second hey. half. Half number two. Hey, guys. Sweet. This is the half where we do more half. Two of two. Two out yeah. of two. Uh-huh. Yes. Of all the halves, this is the second. The second of two. Yep. It'll probably be the, the last final one. half. Second yeah. only to the first episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A little so, bit louder and a whole lot worse. What do we do? Yeah. Uh, I think you talk about movies. We do. Uh, that you've seen. Oh. I saw a kind of sort of movie. All I was right. in a theater. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Game of Thrones thing on IMAX. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that. The Game thing. of Thrones thing. Yeah, in it was uh, episode nine and ten from season four. Oh, mm. were those so, the final two episodes of season four? Yeah, they've always yes. been ten. Episodes. The battle episodes. Yeah. Okay. Well, nine is the one that's entirely right. Watchers on the Wall. Okay. And then Which ten is done is... by the guy that made that movie you love that you spoiled the ending of. Neil Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I, like in watching it a second time, it felt way more cohesive and better put together than it did the first time I watched it. First time I watched it, I was kind of 
not as impressed as I wanted to be knowing that, you know, basically the ninth episode of Game of Thrones is always like the one where all the big shit goes down. But it was still kind of it took you back a little bit because it was like, this is kind of epic what's happening. But yeah, you kept but- waiting for them to cut to something else and they never do. Yeah, and you kind of also are waiting for deaths that feel significant. Yeah. And there aren't really any, which for Game of Thrones is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there one fairly significant Oh, yeah, one? there's one significant okay. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but. But there's a couple others where it's just like, that guy, what, did we like him? Who was that guy? I don't know. Well, see you, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be watching yeah, anymore. Yeah, and, and, and really, there's only like two settings. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. Yep. But they. It's one of those things where, like, you know, in action movies, we talk about, like, geography and having people where they're supposed to be. And that one, in watching it again, it's everyone is exactly, like, there's a reason for everyone being where they are at all times. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to keep track of where they all are and where they've gone. And it's just it's it's just a really well-made episode. And it looked pretty cool on a big freaking IMAX screen. How does the crowd react to this? There was not much of a crowd, oh. to be honest. There weren't hmm. a lot of people there, so okay. This yeah. is, I mean, everyone in, enjoyed it. Okay, it, you know, it wasn't, but it wasn't like cheering and they weren't like just, throwing spoons at the, the screen. The anyway. thing that's dumb about the way they did it is they had the previously on things in the beginning, which I yeah. hate. Like you don't see them on HBO Go, which is awesome. Yeah, because like I hate the previously ons because it's like it tells you what something you... from like season three that would not that wouldn't have made sense back then. They're like, well. Obviously then then that's they'll suddenly show that scene yeah. of these two people meeting, talking about something, and you go, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." And you're like, "Well, I guess I know what's going to happen now." Yep. You know, so they had those in front, which is dumb, and they showed the credits in between, like at the end of the of the Watchers on the Wall, they showed the credits, and th- then they went straight into the previously on Game of Thrones for the next episode. I was like, "Do you think they just ran the Blu-ray?" I think so. Okay, but it does do the Blu-rays. Well, I haven't watched it on Blu-ray. I, I thought that was no, the whole they, thing. They supposedly no, did yeah, IMAX. They transfers. ran it through the their IMAX upres upscale. Yeah, because I mean it looked really good. Like, it I don't know what <laughs> the they. Imbiginator. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they. If they if they're digital, they got to be digital. Everybody's digital. You mm-hmm. know? But yeah, you know, there was only one point where it looked weird, and it was during the whole big long tracking shot in the middle of Watchers, where it looked like they did, did a digital seam. Mm-hmm. Because the frame rate stuttered weirdly, which, you know, you're not going to notice on a small screen, but when you have it on giant IMAX, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I see where they where they did that. But, gotcha. But no, I mean, it was it was worth seeing there, and then seeing the preview for the next season was like, yes, looks like good things next season. Stuff yeah. I wanted to see for a while, so, yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't know if it was worth the money, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was my thing about it. Like we talked about going, and it was like, you know what? We've it's seen like full these. Price. Yeah, kind of. We could watch them whenever we want. Why would we? Yeah, I know. So it was cool seeing it on Giant Amex. Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's I mean, definitely a show that lends itself well to that. And even the slower one, the finale, mm-hmm. where it's basically, you know, here's catching up with everybody before we go away for a year. Right. You know that one. Even that stuff plays really well on a big screen too. Yeah. So Chuck. Cool. Yeah. Did you watch anything? I did. On IMAX? Nah. Why not? <laughs> streaming from Loser. Amazon. Oh. Yeah. Um, last week on the show, I had mentioned I never saw Eraser. Eraser? And I was like, I should watch Eraser. Yeah. So I watched Eraser. What'd you think of Eraser? That movie's okay in retrospect. I mm. mean, it's it's 
very low concept compared to everything you were getting from Arnold before that, which I think is what I said was keeping me from watching it before. Um, but man, we whoever sold Hollywood on CGI sold them a bill of goods. Like, <laughs> you know this stuff that you could do with models and, and special effects? What if I told you you could do it on a computer for $10? Mm-hmm. And Hollywood was like, fuck yeah, we're in. And this movie goes so far on board with that stuff and they weren't ready. Oh, the, yeah. the technology was not there. And I'm not even talking about the alligators, which are terrible because they don't have texture that to is, them. That is my favorite bad CG. They're like original Xbox graphics of shiny. <laughs> that's like, okay, it kind of fits in the scene, but it's shiny and doesn't have any depth or, you know, texture yeah. to it. It calls um, them luggage. <laughs> yeah. There's some good lines in it, but like, it's one of those movies that you know there's an effect shot coming because suddenly it looks like when you're at a theme park and it's one of those interactive movie things where like something's being projected on a screen and people are, are acting in front of it and the, what's on the screen is very faded and discolored yeah. and looks old as shit. Same year, Independence Day suffers significantly from that now yeah. when you see it now. Yeah, but like I didn't know exactly what the plot of this thing was like when they bust out the EMP guns, but like in the first time when they're just shooting up this house with these guns and they make this sort of like this vapor trail the Mm -hmm. bullets do and it's all cg bullshit the first time those things start flying through the house the whole movie it's almost like loses all color that's how washed out it gets and it's like Mm -hmm. wow this is gonna be one hell of an effect shot coming up and then like the whole movie does that um so it's disappointing to look at a movie like this that feels more dated than something like predator which still doesn't feel dated at all. Predator still looks great. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Total Recall looks great. I mean, there's yeah. some goofy prosthetic things in that, but well, yeah. for the most part, that movie still looks really, really good. This and it's ILM doing the effects, which was just hard to believe. Well, it, that's the thing about the mid '90s is it's they were all just we can do a CG, so let's do it exactly. And it was like, but like I said, they just weren't ready. Yeah. You know, and you've got shit like Lost in Space and just yeah. uh, like, you know, movies that weren't good in the first place, but yeah. so many of them that were sold on the special effects that were in them, you know, you know, it was just that there's that weird period between like 94 and 98 or so. Yeah. You know, basically before the Matrix showed up and was like, all right, here's how you fucking do special effects, you idiots, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and then it yeah, between there where those movies have aged terribly. Yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. terribly and another thing too like when you get into mid 90s movies it's when people started to kind of get a grasp on how computers worked so they would try to make things kind of work like a computer would mm-hmm. whereas in the 80s people just made shit up like no one understood <laughs> shit about computers so you yeah. could just do whatever yeah that's more fun to me especially in retrospect because like in the 80s like computers would do anything you just type three things and all of a sudden it's drawing mm-hmm. you know amazing graphics and stuff and in like the mid 90s it's just like oh this is all shitty Windows 3.1 technology bullshit. Except for hackers. That's why hackers <laughs> yeah. rules. Yeah. Yep. Well, you got me there. Um, but and man, the one shot in this movie of Arnold coming up out of the floor of this warehouse, bursting through the floor. He's killed two guys and he he <laughs> he dual wields the two EMP guns that mm-hmm. they had. He just picks them right up and bursts out of the floor and just comes out of this building shooting those things. That is the best that is like the thing that gets you going in this movie where mm-hmm. it's just like, fuck, yes, this is what I want. But yeah, overall, it's okay. I don't feel like I missed anything. All right. Yeah. But I can clear it's, it off the list. Yeah. It, it just, it's also like one of the first ones where it's like, it's Arnold. Like, yeah. And that's 
all they sold it on. Like, like I don't even remember that they had a plot summary in any of the commercials or anything. Like, it's Arnold shooting motherfuckers. The trailer was again. just him falling out of the airplane. This summer. Yeah. Which, by the way, Arnold that whole thing was pretty Click. dope. Like, the whole, it's like yeah. a James Bond sequence of falling out of a plane, thinking you're okay, parachute gets fucked up. They start to steer the plane at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, and then you start shooting the pilots. I mean, it's all it's a very good sequence. Yeah. But it's all very obviously green screened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I watched. All right. BJ or Harlow, you watching? I anything? got nothing, man. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I, no, I didn't. Uh, stuff. Just <laughs> slow week. Yeah, catching up on TV and doing yeah. chores and shit. Eh, you know, living like, lives. Yeah, you know, when you're cleaning the house, you can't just stop and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be miserable. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, wife and I watched Bridesmaids. Oh. All right. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up seeing the unrated version. Quote, apparently, unquote, which finally, is right? Mm-hmm. Two hours and 10 minutes long. <laughs> Interminably long. <laughs> Sad thing is, it's only five minutes longer than the regular version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also hate that there's become this thing where, like, if you don't like that movie, you hate women in comedy and you're a piece of shit who, you know, can't accept that. There is that division. It's weird because Melissa McCarthy is the funniest person in this movie. And everything that she's done since is a more vulgar riff on that character. Mm -hmm. But she's in it just enough to not suck. (laughs) Basically, like she's in it enough to be funny and, you know, be the one like the wild card character in the scenes that she shows up in. But God damn, like... (laughs) I, there was a point where I was just like, I fucking hate everyone in this movie. <laughs> like, I really like they're just and and Kristen Wiig, like the whole movie is designed to be filtered into her viewpoint mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is what's happening. And oh, this is why she's a bitch. And this is, you know, all this other stuff. And it's just like it's all filtered into her viewpoint. But then she so actively makes choices that destroy everything that it's like, I can't root for you either. Yeah. You know, it's like, I understand why why I'm not supposed to like certain characters, you know, and that's fine. And, and that's the thing is the actors are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing in these scenes, but it's just like the way it's all written is just like, ugh. I, I, it just, <laughs> I, I understand like the whole, like, Oh, we want this lovable loser type person, but man, some of those scenes, like, especially the airplane scene, it's like, I know why people hate Kristen Wiig now. Because I never really felt that before. I was like, eh, she's all right, but she doesn't do much for me. But man, like that airplane scene refuses to end. Mm. There, And that's kind of like this microcosm of the whole movie. It's like this movie refuses to end. And the only character I really liked was the dude from uh, IT Crowd. Chris Dowd, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like... and o- O'Dowd, and, I believe. He has an o. O'Dowd. Yeah. Well, either way. Apostrophe. But, <laughs> sure. Scottish. That's all I know. But right. but yeah, he he uh, <laughs> like he's like a really like it. He's basically a male manic pixie dream girl. Oh, because it feels like he exists only to be like, hey, get on with your life and enjoy things and be happy. You mm-hmm. know, and and it's kind of like it's it's fun seeing that as a male character. But he's also easily the most likable character in the movie and the one with the most realistic reactions to everything. Hmm. Whereas everybody else is just like. Movie just, character. Well, no, it, it's less that. Well, yeah, a lot of them are just like like a lot of the other bridesmaids eventually just become like this. You know, this is my character trait. Right. So I'm doing that. And 
Kristen Wiig just gets piled on so much of the movie. I'm like, God, because there's a point where she talks about like the mom tells her about, well, you'll hit bottom and it'll be better. And then eventually at one point in the movie, she's like, yeah, I don't think I've hit bottom yet, but I'm pretty fucking close, you know? And it's like, yeah, I'm feeling that way with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is like, I want to like people, but man, it's just shitting all over them. Yeah. So, Hmm. but I mean, there's a few good setups, but it's just, it's got that Apatow thing of just, let's just keep going, man. Let's just, keep everything in yes it's all good yeah use it all yeah because because i lost track of how many acts are in that movie because it just it's goes so many fucking places (laughs) but 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 by the end i actually did kind of enjoy how it ends okay like i thought it it earned the ending that it gets though the (laughs) ending is rather abrupt it's all of a sudden like just it's like all right we're over which i'm like okay i'm kind of cool with that (laughs) you know because i've been here for over two hours Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just, it's a, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> it takes so long to get where it needs to go that I, I know I'll never watch that again. That's for sure. But yeah. I also don't understand why it's hailed as like this comedy masterpiece. If only because it's basically women getting all the roles and archetypes that the dudes usually get. And is it widely acclaimed or was it just wildly popular? Well, I know dissolve just put it on their top 50 of the, Millennium? Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> like the past, like, of that year? Like yeah. the half decade or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. You sure. Know. Awesome, yeah. Random. But I mean, it, it is pretty well regarded. Okay. You know? I never knew with that. I just knew it was runaway popular. I, did, I never knew if like people were actually saying it's great or if it was just one of those movies that is critic proof. No, I, I, I do think there's a lot of good filmmaking there. And I think there are a lot of good setups and jokes in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my problem with totally unlikable characters and it just feels like a movie full of them. And then those ones pile on the one you're supposed to be rooting for. And it's like, God damn movie. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And, and and it's also like, you know, in the whole airplane scene, I just, I've said before, I think I'm over uncomfortable comedy. Yeah. And there's a bit of that in there. So I don't know. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I've said, it seems like we're going to have this weird, look back on these era of movies and just be like, really? That's what we were laughing at. I mean, I mean all of that and like wedding crashers and hangover and all this, I think are going to suffer some hard, like, wow, like that's, that was our comedy for a while. Huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think they're going to, they're going to hit like hard in, in, in like anti nostalgia where it's just like suddenly we're going to wake up and like a new kind of comedy will come out. That is funny. And, or, or, or a different kind oh, of funny. And, and it's just like, oh, oh, okay. Like, that was weird how we got into that. Like, everybody was just kind of a yeah, dick. The whole improv thing. Yeah, well, improv and, like, being a dick, just being a dick, 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 dick. And then, well, I guess it'll work out dick, if you dick, maybe dick, slightly dick, start, dick, stop being a dick. dick, dick you know? Yeah. There just aren't tightly paced, you know, just, like, real heavily scripted, tightly paced comedies anymore. Yeah. They're all animated. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... There should be a fucking law. 90 minutes. If you're a comedy, 90 minutes. Yeah. Get it fucking done in 90 minutes. Yeah. Your yeah. story's not important. I've, I've, I've <laughs> said it. It's not, it's not, a, a, I mean, I'm not looking at it as like, this is the only time this ever happened. I, I've always said that I, I must be one of the only people who really doesn't like uh, Animal House. It feels like the 70s version, or I guess it was, it was 70s or yeah, yeah. yeah. 70s version of the same kind of thing. Where yeah. it's like, everyone in this movie is pretty much an asshole and has no reason that they should win. And well, it's that whole thing where, yeah, you're supposed to be rooting for them because they're the protagonists, right? Like, but you're not really given a reason to be no. rooting for them. I mean, there are things in it that are funny. Don't get me wrong. It's oh, just yeah. like, as like going back and watching that movie, it's like, eh. like 
But we've we've talked about that. That's yeah, the yeah. whole like perspective of what people were railing against in the late seventies yeah. is nowhere near what we are railing against now. So it's like you're a major asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like you deserve all the bad things that's happening to you in this movie. Whereas back then it was like, yeah, fuck the machine and the power and the, ah, you know, just, mm-hmm. we don't yeah, have that anymore. Who knows? I don't want to get a dissertation yeah. on comedy. <laughs> yeah. Fart noise. Yeah. Inside the comedy Farts mind. are always funny. That's the secret of comedy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of farts. Yeah. Good segue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got some fan art. <laughs> Thought I'd help out. Yeah. Good job. You see what I could do. (laughs) (laughs) We got uh, something from Mario from Germany. Said, hey, BMF crew, I did a thing for you. Also, I suck at Photoshop. Off Wiedersen, Mario from Germany. I think it's off V-Design. You said it right. Whatever. Um, Yeah. And it is the notorious BMF, which is all of us wearing crowns. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I'm still wondering where he got some of these images. Yeah, I don't know. Well, right back in. Tell us where you stalked as it got the images. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is that I, it's from me at a convention. I don't know which, when, or where, or why. I'm sure it's something I got from Twitter, but is that? Mm-hmm. I just know I'm wearing a lanyard. And yep. I don't normally wear a lanyard. Yeah, I think that is your, your the summer glow picture. Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Very good. Mine's relatively recent because I've got my new, my new giant mm-hmm. ass glasses in mm-hmm. it. So ass glasses. Yeah. Yep. Don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. Uh, check the live stream if uh, you want to see that. Yeah, we'll probably throw it up on the Facebook mm-hmm. page. You guys can thumbs up it. Yeah, like. I forgot to put the disco one up. What? But maybe I'm saving it until. No. Yeah, we got to use it for the, when we get time. there. Because I think somebody commented on the episode and was like, "Hey, where is this sweet art?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess we did say we were gonna fuss on there, but swart." Yeah, <laughs> swart. <laughs> Starring art. Colin Farrell. Yep. Ah, uh, <laughs> swat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I wasn't correcting you. Oh, you're swatting. That was a physical act. Oh, I get towards it. you. I, I oh, see. comedy. Yeah. All right, uh, first one up here, or well, second one up now, is from Sean, who says, uh, title this is The Punisher. No, not that one, the other one. Hmm. Dear Bamfcast, I was thinking back to some of the old action movies I watched back in my VHS days. Remember the films of Kathy The Punisher Long? Kathy Long was an MMA fighter and stunt woman back in the day. Her most notable film is probably Batman Returns, where she doubled Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. She also had a few acting roles, though, and I believe her films are definitely Bamfcast worthy. Long's first starring role was alongside Chris Christopherson in Albert Pune's Nights back in 1993. Okay, I'm in. Pune, I'm out. Uh, Originally envisioned as a sequel to Van Damme's Cyborg, Nights is the story of a cyborg named Gabriel who is given a year's worth of fuel and a single directive, destroy all other cyborgs. He meets up with a young survivor named Nia and teaches her the ways of killing cyborgs. This proves useful when they come upon evil cyborg Lance Henriksen and his evil cyborg army. Okay, I'm back in. Uh, (laughs) Much killing of cyborgs ensues. Long then played the lead in 1995's The Stranger. A mysterious woman in black arrives in a small town and starts killing members of the local biker gang. Her similar appearance to a woman the gang murdered a few years ago is not lost on Cole, the dead woman's husband. Is it just a coincidence, or has Cole's wife returned from the grave to take the vengeance her husband was too cowardly to take? I don't actually remember, so I guess you'll have to watch it and find out. (laughs) (laughs) The last Kathy Long film I watched was also from 1995 and called Under the Gun. Richard Norton plays tough guy Frank Torrens, an ex-hockey player with a shady pass and a failing sports bar. Frank has come up with a brilliant scheme. (laughs) Failing sports bar. Yeah. He just played the wrong sports. I don't oh, know. Oh, all right. <laughs> Frank has come up with a brilliant scheme to unload his bar, screw over his creditors, and leave the country with a suitcase full of cash. 
On the night Frank puts his plan to action, everything goes wrong, and he sure. must improvise like a madman just to stay alive. Long has a smaller role in this one as Frank's drinking buddy, but she still gets a few action scenes to her credit. Anyway, these are a few movies you can add to the recommendation backlog. Look forward to Roller Skating Month or whatever you call it. Thanks, Sean. P.S. No, seriously, don't watch American Ninja 5. Just don't. Hey, man. He does not like American Ninja 5. He mentioned that last week, too. Yeah. Wait, is 5 where they, they finally team up back together? No, that's 4. Okay. 5, I think, is not actually an American Ninja film. Oh, okay. And I think it has the dude in it, but he's playing a different character. The dude to cough? No, the other dude. Oh. Oh. Cyborg cop dude. Oh, yeah. David Bradley. Yeah. Bradley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. I want to see all this ladies' movies now because they all sound awesome. I'm they in. They do sound kind of awesome. Totally in. Did I see her on he Romeo and Michelle? He said it takes a cyborg yeah. Why, was she like to kill a cyborg. Yeah. Okay. She's going to prove him dead wrong. Yep. Yes. And she's in Rage and Rage and Honor with Cynthia Rothrock, where Rothrock is that plays. the secret to honor and glory? I, may, might be Rage. The secret? <laughs> it's the secret behind sequel? honor. And glory. Yeah, secret sequel. Yeah, which I sounds like it. the substitute, but with Rothrock mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. Tom Berenger. Oh, so, man. ooh, and Catherine Box in it, and Richard oh, Norton. Duke. Oh my God! Thanks, dude. Thanks for letting me find <laughs> these movies. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we may already have that one. I believe we uh, yeah. set aside. I believe we mm-hmm. in our Rothrock collection. Yeah, probably. Uh, next one up is from Anders from Sweden, who mentions Deadly Prey and Deadlier Prey. Greetings, casters of Banff. A few years ago, you reviewed the gloriously realistic action flick Deadly Prey. Since then, the people behind it have made a sequel slash remake slash homage entitled Deadliest Prey. Mm-hmm. I have seen side by side comparisons, and the new film seems to be every bit as quote-unquote good as the original <laughs> perhaps something for dead December 2015 <laughs> together with the finnish killer santa film rare exports and the norwegian winter classics troll hunter dead snow and dead snow 2 the sequel you did not see coming <laughs> uh, that's a good title <laughs> best regards anders from sweden sent from my mk2 etch a sketch aka tablet wow an mk2 mark 2 i mean that's what he meant i don't know mark 2 probably. either way I don't talk military, so. <laughs> okay. But yeah, de- I don't know. Like, the, what it, was like, it, it? When it, we heard about Deadliest Prey, they were still making it? Well, and like it was filming it or showing at like some weird little independent film festival type things or something kind of deal. And yeah. then like it went to like, where can you find it? it? Looking at Amazon, it looks like it's on DVD and you can buy it directly from David A. Pryor. Okay. And I think maybe that's where it went, and we just never followed through. Yeah, we never ordered it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, we need to we need to do that. We need to get on it. Yep. That might have been also a case of like us, like same thing with the Samurai Cop sequel, where it's like they kind of know what they've got, don't they? But with these guys, at least they we, made a billion yeah. movies like that. Like the so, Samurai yeah. Cop guy didn't really make anything else. I don't think. Well, the, yeah. it's not the same as filmmaker, right? No, no, he yeah, died. No, he died. He died. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we had this discussion. And yeah, it's basically is... a guy who's made porn before. Right. Yeah. And it's like all porn stars in right. Samurai Cop 2 now. But this is like, I mean, this uh, the, the prior people went, not prior as in before, but the, they, they've made a lot of I, other stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yes, they did. Yeah. They are the prior yeah. directors. I hold way more hope for that one. All right, next up. Jay from Cali says, why Marty McFly changes in Back to the Future 2? Mackie, son, I am disappointed. Before traveling back to 1955, George was a pushover and Marty taught him to stand up for himself. And it makes sense that George would have instilled this value into his children, causing the attitude change in Marty. 
Remember what Doc Brown said, changes made to the past have an effect on the future. If you crash and burn at 88 miles per hour, you generate the 1.21 gigawatts necessary to power the flux capacitor. Jay out sent to you through a Western Union courier via letter left at their office 70 years prior with instructions to deliver it to you on this night at the same time at the spot. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. first off, I'd say How'd it really it wasn't Marty McFly that changed your Back Future 1 and 2. It was George McFly. Yeah. 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 Because Crispin Glover wasn't in it. Mm, yeah. I get um, it. Um, anyway. I, I'd heard that theory before, and I kind of think it's bullshit, to be well, totally honest with you. Well, if if you go with that theory, that opens up the uh, the paradox can of worms of... Sure. Uh, if that can change and his fundamental being can change, then why does he suddenly remember all of it when waking up? Yeah. You I know, mean, and why would he have gotten in the situation with Doc Brown and he wouldn't have changed? Either he either he wakes up and he has no memory of going back to 1955 or mm-hmm. you know, he wouldn't yeah. have changed. Yeah. Because he'd be the same person in 1955. There are so many like uh like like the ripple effect gets discussed yeah. a ton where it's like, well, it catches up with you eventually, kind of like okay. how he started slowly fading and how the picture was fading in the first one. And, sure. But it doesn't excuse the fact that it's lazy ass screenwriting. Whenever they need something to go wrong, they have someone call Marty a chicken, and that's what really fucking bugs me about those scenes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's, it's a just, nice fan theory to try yeah. and explain a discrepancy, but look, the writers didn't come up with that. There's there's no way anyone writing that was like, and how about this? It's like he taught George this. It's like, no. It what? reminds me of like the Mass Effect three indoctrination theory that they oh, had yeah. before like the actual and you know, the ending came out where they're like, No, yeah. no, here's actually what happened. Yeah. You know, but it was like these people just so desperately wanting something to be there that yeah. that wasn't just well, the writers are lazy and they didn't fucking fix it. Yeah. They needed a device to propel the story forward and they invented that. Yeah. Simple as that. But I, I still I, I fucking hate it. Besides, he's not the Marty McFly that went. That, I know. He's the Marty McFly has been traveling I mean, through time. I mean, if you want to get the whole like, you know, why does Doc Brown think Marty's okay? You know, why 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 does he think like Marty's life is fine? Now let's just let's work on his kids. You know, Marty's life is shit in 2015. Yeah. I mean, garbage. He's yeah. Wearing two ties and working for Flea and <laughs> yeah, and gets fired immediately. Yeah, it's it's just everybody's yeah, wearing it, two ties though. I know, but still. Well, that's the whole thing about Back to the Future 2. He's like, Marty, we got to save your kids. It's yeah. like, no, kids aren't the, his kids aren't the problem. Why you save your friend Marty? Marty's the <laughs> fucking problem. Marty's a fucking hothead yeah. all of a sudden. Why not stop Marty from racing the car <laughs> where they mentioned that if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have stopped playing guitar. And, yeah, uh, let him play guitar. He needs to be a rock and roll star. Uh-huh. God, the more I think about shit like that, the more I'm like, they should have just left it Back to the Future 1. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And they're fine. Just don't think about it. Just enjoy the crisscrossing of like everything. Like I said, if you just look at them as like the Matrix sequels, just don't yeah. think too hard about it. Yeah, because as soon as you think about fucking Colonel Sanders or you think about Evil Marty and yeah, yeah, like yep. like, totally fucking just throw it all away. Just ah, things. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. Yep, it is a movie. Yeah. Tight it is script, a movie. first one, and then ah, movies. Mm-hmm. It's really well, hard then- to keep like to keep from fucking something up. The more the more time travel you get into it. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to, you have to either focus on a very specific time, yeah, or set of times, and then just fucking leave it. Or I don't, there's not even an or. You, that's all. Yeah, you, that's, 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 that's what all you, you can do. do. You can't. You can't pull back and pull back and pull back, or else yep. it's it's gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, totally. the thing about it too is they didn't want to make the sequel. They hadn't planned on a sequel. Yeah. 
they boxed themselves in by doing the ending that they did, which was kind of a joke. And then they had to, and then Universal's like, well, all right, so Back to the Future 2. Yeah. What are we doing? And they're like, no, we're done. And they're like, well, we're making it then. And they said, (laughs) okay, Uh, (laughs) back up. Yeah. Let's let us do it. All right. Yeah. So. So there's kind of that same sense of like the Hobbit where it's like they probably didn't want to do this, but they didn't want anybody else fucking it up. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. They just decided to fuck it up themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, guys. Well, uh, are we, I don't know if we've reached the end. Yeah. Just want to mention Paste had a hundred best martial arts movies of all time article. Mm-hmm. Saw that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was not bad. I made a big letterbox list with links to a whole bunch of them that are streaming online. So good for you. Check it out. It feels like my life's work on that fucking thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> Tracking down some of those movies is goddamn impossible. Mm-hmm. And then the YouTube ones where it's like, are they in public domain? They probably are by now. I don't know. But like, it'll yeah. be like, this is only in Cantonese with no subtitles. So good luck. Yeah. But when it's just dudes kicking dudes in the face, maybe you don't need subtitles. I mean, you think how hard it is to find certain American movies that were like made here, distributed here. And you think like, I can't find this anywhere. Now you want to talk about movies made overseas, you know, Mm -hmm. that maybe never even came out here or never had any kind of localization or anything. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) But it, it did make it did point me to Shaw Brothers YouTube account. Mm hmm where you can actually rent movies like rent Shaw brothers movies from them. And they look phenomenal. Like, I don't know what they've been doing to clean up those prints, but they look amazing. Yeah. Like among the best Blu-rays you'll see, like the colors are super vivid. Everything is crisp and clear. And there doesn't just seem to be grain all over them, which so many of these older, you know, like early seventies martial arts movies are just like, we're so used to seeing them look like garbage. Well, you just imagine they have that grindhouse layer over it of yeah. splices and rips, and it's like, well, that's all that's left of this film. So to find one like in a vault somewhere, yeah, you know, to think that you know these movies actually probably do exist in pretty pristine condition somewhere. It's just like the the prints that made the tour mm-hmm. are the ones that are you know all fucked up. So yeah, but God, if you want to check out some of those movies, go to their YouTube account, and they have a whole bunch of them, and it's like a dollar ninety nine to rent them. Yeah. In HD, which is pretty good. You know, it's cheaper than Amazon is. Yeah. So give it a look. There's plenty of Banffcast movies on there. Ricky O is on YouTube in its entirety. So fucking watch that if you have not. Because goddamn, I, I started watching that again. I was like, God, it's so good. Ricky O is so fucking awesome. I need to watch that. Get Ricky. <laughs> you hear that a lot. But yeah, that, that movie's fantastic we should have given that five jocks was it mints out of the eyeball we weren't giving jocks really we i know we sort of retroactively tried to decide yeah. based on our enthusiasm yeah and we were done we should have all just been like five jocks okay could be five ricky o's right now yeah. think about that for a minute five head smashes <laughs> five x-ray punches <laughs> yeah but that was not in that that was in the street fighter first yeah but it was still yeah it's still pretty good there. when it happens in ricky o too <laughs> But I think that shot is like lifted directly from the <laughs> Street Fighter. It They're just be. like, ah, fuck it. No one will know. And then everyone's like, hey. Time to get out of here? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, before we do, I want to tell you how to get in contact with us. Mm-hmm. BMFcast.com. 
there's a, uh, a sort of rail on the right-hand side that has a bunch of buttons. That's all of our uh, social stuff. You can email us, bmf at bmfcast.com, and you can give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Give us a call. Totes. Yeah. Or stop by. I'll give you the address. Nope. Mm. Nopes. We got to go. People are already finding our photos. Let's let's yeah. not go there. <laughs> but we appreciate the mm-hmm. fart. Anyway, <laughs> big fans of fart. <laughs> Uh, so let's get out of here. I'm uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Junior Cranberry. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast out.